Last time, on the Lords of Grantham podcast, we watched The Crown Season 4, Episode 7, The Hereditary Principle. In that episode, Margaret's going through some mental health issues, uh, she needs some help, so she sees a therapist, and then finds out about a family secret of some hidden uh, cousins that she had not known about that were hidden because of some mental defects or challenges uh, with their development. And so, yeah, they've been hidden the whole time, and that upset Margaret greatly, uh, but she still chose to stay with the family, because, you know, royal perks, I guess. We probably won't follow up on that this week, because, you know, the crown just jumps around from story to story, but on deck we have Season 4, Episode 8. are back once again that we are dave and uh so is phil he is not dead yet oh yeah geez in the real you know i I don't even pay attention to this crown news when (laughs) the most important relevant thing to this podcast in the news right now the the health of uh, prince phil uh and yeah he's still kicking um 99 still alive and I, i know last week I was saying, like, man, don't go, Phil. Don't leave. I hadn't really taken a close look at the photos of him recently, in recent years. Oh, my gosh. That, that guy. <laughs> That's, I mean, even I know that. He's a reptile. He is knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Not to put it out there. <laughs> uh, I shared with you a tweet that someone put out there that's, you know, he looks like when, you're, uh, when your phone is on airplane mode and has 1% battery left. That... <laughs> That is an accurate description of how Phil looks. I mean, hey, but I mean, that's a prince, man. All the more power to you, Phil. Blood. Yeah, keep it, keep it going. <laughs> Let's run it back. Um, yeah. So, they, 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 is that it for for crown news? I mean, all they said was his health is okay right now. He's old. Yeah, they didn't say great or good or anything. He's just okay. <laughs> yeah, does it ever exceed on his best day at ninety nine? Is it he like beaming? I don't know. Jacks? Have you seen photos of him? He, he's he's always got a look in his eye. That doesn't mean much. It could be the meds <laughs> doing that. It could be, but I mean, he he looks like he's capable of doing jumping jacks. But he, who knows if he does them anymore? I don't know. They should just put his his brain in a machine <laughs> and just keep going. Yeah, get him like General Grievous. Keep him alive. Well, I mean, uh, was I heard uh, Larry King? He wanted to freeze his his head after he passed away, and he recently passed away. I don't know if that's that's happened, but he wants to come back. So, if the option's out there for Phil, why, why not? His wishes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, me... That would be weird. Like what? I mean, I hope we get to a point in our lifetime where we can see Larry King return. Yeah. I mean, why not? Does he have that much money where he could put his head on ice somewhere for? He talked to everyone. He has to. He has to have that much money. <laughs> um, he just wants to come back in a place where he, had, he can just chain smoke Larry King. Yeah, sure, why not? You know, live or your best vape. life. <laughs> well, any other news? I don't think any Downton Abbey tomb news yet, right? Not that I'm aware of. No, no. Did we talk about Paddington Three last week? We did, and it is happening. There is it nothing is else. happening. So that's did we ever review either of those properly? We have not. Did we, we talk we, about padding too? No. Our goal was to always have Paddington on the podcast, but we have yet to have the bear appear on the podcast. So one uh, day, one day we'll get that little rapscallion. I think I thought we briefly talked about Paddington too at some point, yeah. not thoroughly, yeah, just because we saw it probably. But um, anyways, we we got crown stuff to get to, right? We got a whole episode. Yeah. So it's season four. Episode 8, episode titled 48 to 1. Do you think that was deliberate? In regards to what? It's being... It's, it's 4.8 is the episode of the show. and it, The name of the episode is Oh, I didn't is even think about that. Yeah, no. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Probably this not. probably placed at this point <laughs> on purpose. I don't know. You, you wonder. Because... <laughs> you know? It, it, I, I think I, Peter Morgan is a clever boy. So he can be when he wants it. to be. <laughs> when he's not re- relying on old cliches and tropes and everything, he can be. But speaking of cliches... <laughs> yes. We get a flashback. The flashback we've been waiting for, I would say. Now, Dave, were you at all shocked by this appearance? I wasn't shocked. I was like... 
I was watching it, and then it took like 30 seconds for me to go like, oh, wait a minute. I know that queen from somewhere. It wasn't instantaneous that my brain was like, that's not Olivia Coleman. It's like, oh, oh, this is a flashback. That's almost a credit to their performances where you're you're duped for a second. I don't know if duped is the right word. I think I was just engulfed. (laughs) Just not awake. Um I, I was not surprised by this. Uh, every time I checked IMDb for some information, it would always show a still from this episode, and the still that they chose from this episode was Claire Foy. So it's like, okay, I guess they, they got her back. Um, how much do you think they paid she her? Took that check. Yeah, how much? How much do you think she cost? Mill. A mill? weren't weren't we saying that they they paid <laughs> Lithgow like fifty thousand for like his one minute appearance in season two or something? She probably got paid like twenty five G's. <laughs> We said Lithgow got fifty grand for his minute appearance. Lithgow, Lithgow's a bit a bigger get than Claire Foy, Foy who, who led the show culture, for two yeah. years. I, I think they could give her a little bit more change. Yeah, but John Lithgow's a, a icon of the screen. To who? <laughs> third, third Rock from the Sun fans. Okay. Planet of the Apes fans. Harry and the Henderson fans. Yes. <laughs> And Claire Foy's His daddy's home too. Yeah, fans. and Claire Foy's got all of us uh, first man fans. <laughs> yeah, which is I don't know. I know more people that like Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> I, I think she got paid well enough. Well, let's just leave it at that. Well, do you think they even? You know, maybe they just shot this when they shot the first two seasons. No, I, I looked it up. Uh, whereas, yeah, that Lithgow appearance was actually shot in season one. This, um, I think they actually brought it back. They legit brought it back. And if you look, she looks a little different. Almost like they smoothed her out in her face a little bit, like they do with like yeah, actors. Yeah, definitely notice she's. Yeah, like it too. Like you don't need to de-age them that much, but you need to just enough for us to notice. Yeah, that, that, that Instagram filter essentially. Uh, but she's a baby here. She's it's her twenty first birthday. Uh, mm-hmm. She's actually on vacation with her parents in South Africa in Cape Town. Yeah, yeah, making a speech. Yeah, how many miles away from home is she? Was it 3,900, 3, something like yeah, that? 6, <laughs> yeah, 6,000. I didn't write I didn't write down the numbers. I forget. You said it twice. Okay. Um, but, yeah, she's she's glad to be welcomed there. She, she feels at home. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that is pretty much as it. As exciting as it is to see Claire Foy, it's, it's just sort of an exposition that is cut with a young woman graduating amongst a cutthroat men. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is this is the parallel we want to see at this point in the season. I guess we got two episodes after this. We'll take a Thatcher Queen Elizabeth episode. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, she's saying how she wants the, the land to be more pos- prosperous and she wants to be a good, uh, powerful influence for good uh, there. Um, but, yeah, we see Margaret Roberts, uh, as her name was, attending college uh, and, and being part of the Conservative Association. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's the two parallels of her having to work her way up the ladder, whereas at 21, Elizabeth is already presiding over the Commonwealth in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in some ways, I mean, it, it was a cool setup for the episode. Uh, it also kind of felt like a, a small flex on their part that, like, hey, we can get back Claire Foy. <laughs> she's not above us. Oh, no, she's not even above Lithgow. No, yeah. Uh, so anyways um, I think that, that that sends the credits and we get a weird flourish that we don't see often on the show nope <laughs> the typewriter yeah what'd you think of that but it was awful it was so dumb mm-hmm. awfully Just on the, the nose and it seemed to be way more um, style than substance all things considered mm-hmm and I was surprised because this is from one of the directors. I looked him up. He's directed uh, four episodes of the, the Crown. This is his fourth one, and you know, he, it's it's weird that he would in, uh, introduce a, a different style than we've seen in the Crown, and it just felt heavy-handed <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like we get it, the guy's a writer. <laughs> yeah, for a Ward character Smith. we've never seen before. Not at all. Um, but we have jumped ahead uh, about forty, uh, nearly forty years to Bloomsbury, nineteen eighty-five. Hmm. And uh, he's the palace secretary, this guy, Michael Shea. Yeah, and he has a... They have a big decision to make. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, yeah, he's already being handled with questions, and he, he's not really giving them much of a response, but 
it's it's an open secret in the Commonwealth government circles that the Queen is annoyed with Thatcher not putting sanctions on apartheid in uh, Africa. Mm-hmm. It's putting a strain on the relationship. Yeah, and uh, the Queen has always remained supportive of the PM, you know, regardless of whatever seems to be going on. So this is very unusual. You know, the Queen always puts a public face forward. And not even so much as supportive. Uh, she, she kind of keeps a level of remove from politics. You know, she, she just mm-hmm. kind of lets the, the Prime Minister do their, their job publicly, you know, outward facing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is an issue here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And where, where do they go to uh, sort of handle the issue? So there's economic pressure to bring down the regime uh, that is, uh, you know, enabling, I mean, that is apartheid. And Thatcher is against it. So they're going to go to Africa. No, where, where are they going to have their meeting? Remind me. I don't know. I thought they went to Africa. Gee, the Bahamas. Oh, wait, it was Bahamas? Yeah. I was, I was too busy taking notes. Okay. Wow, geez, you, you're on me for... Si- 6,000 miles. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I need to... Because Thatcher... Is this the sequence where Thatcher's in cooking dinner? Mm-hmm. She's like, I got to go to the Bahamas to go like deal with these people. And, and Thatcher has some words. Well, she's cooking up a storm, too, in that in the kitchen for it doesn't look, it doesn't look good what Not she's really, cooking. really, no. I, I was like, man, those people are just going to have to put some smiles on for that food. Yeah, yeah. But she's, uh, she's fraternizing with Uganda, like really being... Yeah, calls them unstable. Not so subtly racist. Xenophobic, uh, unstable yeah. African countries. Uh, doesn't understand how the queen is, um, <clears throat> you know, calling them family. She just can't wrap her head mm-hmm. around that. And uh, it, it really kind of <laughs> brings to the surface, and this is almost outside the crown, Dave, but just a problem with, with the setup that they have over there. That the prime minister is supposed to, you know, look out for the best interests of Britain and, 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 you know, take care of it and guide it and lead it. And then the royals have this responsibility of the Commonwealth, which is definitely not Britain. <laughs> so now mm-hmm. you have two warring interests, and it's just like, huh, they, they didn't think this went through all the way, did they? Well, I mean, I don't think they're supposed to be warring interests, is the thing. Right. You'd you think, oh, that's halfway around the world. What what importance would that have on Britain? Well, apparently a lot. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yep. Uh, so before they they fly off, um, Andrew has some news for the Queen. Yeah, he's getting married. He's getting married, right? Yeah, is Andrew? And guess who's his best man? It, it's not it's Charles. It's, it's it not, ain't Charles. It, it ain't it ain't Chuck. It's Eddie. <laughs> uh, calls Charles an insecure, jealous fool, and that he fought in a real world, a real war. Not him. Just really having it out for for Charles, and it, it, there's some irony there that he's calling Charles the jealous one when it seems like he's doing this to steal his thunder <laughs> or try and make him feel you know jealous. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, not yeah. I mean, he, he, yeah, he's just a petty man. This this Andrew guy. Well, we'll get back to that later, but yeah, they they are going to the Bahamas, as you said. Yeah, and. uh the queen goes down and she makes a speech like when they're all there it's like this sort of meeting mm-hmm. of the the 49 commonwealth countries or lands yeah and you know the queen is just trying to to rally the troops and say how much she believes in the commonwealth it's been her sort of passion project of her mm-hmm. career and Mar- margaret thatcher's not too big a fan yeah thatcher is of the mind that nothing useful can be achieved by sanctions <laughs> that tr- yeah. trade with them is worth $3 billion a year. So she's trying to watch out for the Britons. And the Queen is appealing to her that South Africans, they don't want to inherit a wasteland, you know? Like, um, you got to do, you know, some, we got to do something here. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel about all this discussion, Dave, about Thatcher? I don't, it doesn't look good for Thatcher in my, in my mind. I don't. I don't think there's. There's. Yeah. I, I, there's no way you can really cut this without it looking like Thatcher looking like trash. She's mm-hmm. literally putting money above all else in her, her her own you know country in a lot of ways without thinking about the plight of the Africans and what they're having to go through there. You know. Yeah. She, and she's she's 
racist. She says tribal leaders in eccentric costumes. Yeah, no, it's awful. And then the queen says, "Well, what am I? Then what am I? I'm a tribal leader in an eccentric costume, aren't I?" <sighs> and you expect that should be like, yeah, but no, that's her. Isn't that dumb? And and the, and the way she kind of just dismisses them as a, as the Commonwealth is a way to you know fill a gap uh, for making Britain. Uh, great again you know that's that's what she accuses her mm-hmm. or something and it's like oh man it, 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 I, I thought it was funny that they had Thatcher say that in this episode make Britain great again it's like huh really alright even <laughs> women say that I guess yeah uh, so yeah the Commonwealth it's a distraction but I mean Elizabeth takes it seriously it's a promise she made and you know Elizabeth takes everything about her crown deadly serious <laughs> mm-hmm mm-hmm uh, and you know she she reminds Thatcher that she made this promise uh, forty years ago. So that means since we're dating it, she's about sixty here. And I gotta say, Olivia mm-hmm. Coleman looks great for sixty, considering that she came in looking like she was supposed to be late thirties, early forties, and she looked a little bit older than that. Now she's looking great. She's coming back around to looking great for sixty. <laughs> She definitely looks like her mother did in seasons one and two at 60. Yeah. And it's just funny when they make that choice that they have to play them for two seasons and it's a stretch of 20 years and they can only make them look so young and so old on either extreme. Hey, you know, this is toward the end. We only got two more after this, so. And then she'll be like 80 by the end of the, t- the next two episodes somehow. That's, hey, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Thatcher feels a little thre- uh, threatened, you know, that it sounds like a directive and Elizabeth tells her, think of it like a question. What I would like for you to do is to sign that statement. And then we go through the montage of the statement. Yeah, I mean, we do get a brief call between uh, Thatcher and her husband where they're debating whether she's on a ship or a yacht, which I could have watched another five minutes of that because <laughs> it's the dumbest husband conversation. seems like just adult. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it seems like he's just getting dragged along. I, I guess a little bit, maybe. <laughs> See the Melania of the situation? He just sort of doesn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah. He's just listening on the other end of the phone. But yeah, as you said, there's a, a extended montage of her, of Thatcher not agreeing to any of those proposals uh, for sanctions. Mm-hmm. So how, All the different words. Yeah, how, how do they go about this? I didn't write down all the different words that led up to the final word. There, there's things that she doesn't like. Yeah. Um. So it's like... We will throw down uh, with strong blank. Like propositions or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And the word that she comes... Well, how does she get to that word? What? How does she get to that word? Who comes in the picture? Oh, geez. Like the brain man with the numbers (laughs) flying through his head. It's Shay. Yeah, he he knows the right words to to cut through to Thatcher's heart or mind. I do love that instead of just sitting there and workshopping with Thatcher, what will make you happy? They keep going to the printer, yeah, printing out new copies of this whole thing just for her to X out the same word every single time. I mean, it just speaks to her, her difficult nature, I guess, you know? I, I don't know. <laughs> I just mean as far as, wouldn't they just be like, okay, you don't like that word. Can we work together to find a new word? It's like, nope. Yeah. Run it through the print. Let's kill some more trees. And there's something funny about the fact that they settle on the word signals, the most generic <laughs> word that they could have arrived to. Like, did it take that much work to get there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, apparently it did. It needed Che. Uh, yeah, it really needed them. And, you know, they, they say the Iron Queen has melted. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, because, you know, Elizabeth is celebrating this win over Thatcher with... Charteris and some stranger guy, uh, some Indian dude who's just like the guy who's like the courier who keeps going from place to yeah. place. He's probably like the king of one of the Commonwealth nations for all we're supposed to know. Right, but they treat him as like this guy who's just there. We're like, good job, Elizabeth. Thanks. <laughs> Did it. Poor Martin. Martin's like, hey, I'm I'm extended my role beyond what I did in real life. So hey. Did you think about that at all this episode with um the you know he's from Downton and we know him as uh Gregson. Michael Gregson. Yeah, and. But as Trateris, I feel like he's got to be clicking his heels because he's just collecting checks to stand in the background for so many episodes. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, what's his name? Birdie didn't have this much work to do. No, not at all. And he totally got written into more scenes than he was supposed to even be around for. So, And you got to think, what's his name? Uh, Pip Torrens, um, Tommy LaSalle, was like a player. Yeah. So, like, Martin is not a player. No. He's just a dude who is like LaSalle's replacement who's just there. Yeah. 
So, uh, you know, kudos to him. How uh, much does he make? Char- Charles Edwards. Uh, he, I, Charles Edwards. Is he making three hundred? Is he make? He's making uh, what's that rate? Yeah, I, I I would say he he's making a solid you know hundred off this hundred dollars hundred k or so you know per, not per episode not per episode no 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 maybe not I, I it's hard to say but he he's cashing checks he's not cashing checks like that for for relative to his his amount of work yeah he's getting paid well enough I mean well enough but he's not a hundred grand for for two seasons of work yeah why not. It's Netflix money. I think it's fifty grand. Is maybe I doubt it though. Okay, all right. What? Maybe maybe seventy five. We, we should get him on the we'll podcast and ask him. Yeah, we can. Just ask him that question directly. How much Netflix playing you? <laughs> he he. I feel like he's a get that we could absolutely. He's a, he's, a, he's like a stretch goal for us. <laughs> yeah, Charles Edwards. Let's do it. Um. So, anyways. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they say to Thatcher that she's made significant concessions, and she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about, Willis? I didn't make any concessions. Well, she says, you thought that the 48 converted the 1, but what if the 1 converted the 48? And she's like, ooh, <laughs> look what I just said. And people were just like, I don't get the math. <laughs> Explain it again. She well, says, if my 1% chance. <laughs> yeah. Divide she that. She started going off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, though, yeah, to, to her mind, she didn't make that, that big of a, a stretch there, but it has a huge impact. I mean, there's people like, you know, jamming in the streets they show afterwards. It, it they're on their way to getting rid of apartheid finally. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, we cut back in the editor. Uh, so at the beginning of this episode, we didn't even mention that Shay had brought a tomb of a book that he had wrote into an editor. And oh, and that, it was very much like uh, Cheaty in the Good Place, where just the the editor's like, "No, this is way too long. Are you kidding me?" Yeah, who's gonna read this? And, and she suggested him to become a, a political thriller uh, writer. I don't know. At this well, later on in the episode. Yeah, well, I think she even like, says it there. She says suggests like become a political thriller uh, writer. And he's like, "No, I want this is my magnum opus." <laughs> yeah. This thing where the words are flying through my brain. East of Eden. Yeah. But uh, anyways, though, that's just the kind of the show where he's at with his state of mind. Yeah, and we check up on him and the agent, and the agent says, nobody wants it. Nobody wants your book. Mm-hmm. Eh, go figure. So anyways, relations are there, there's news for paper reports that relations are still breaking down uh, between Thatcher and the Queen. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the sort of the first time it's outwardly in the news that mm-hmm. the Queen does not agree. There's the scene where, you know, like they're like, what do we do? Does the Queen, you know, try to get in front of this or whatever? And then we just, the, you know, Queen Elizabeth doesn't do much. Yeah. It's in the Sunday Times. It's everywhere for people to read. We see the great sequence of Shay and like the Queen's people meeting Thatcher's people at the the newspaper place where they're giving out the first editions and they're like looking at each other like, Oh, <laughs> I see. Like it's the sharks and the jets or something like that. Yeah. They start uh, snapping their fingers and then dancing around each other. <laughs> yeah. So Thatcher meets with the Traterris and, and Shay about, you know, how to go about this. Thatcher does not Thatcher. I'm sorry. Uh, Elizabeth does. Elizabeth meets with Shay mm-hmm. and, and Traterris of, of how to go about this. And it, it it's just it's unprecedented for the queen to ever you know have to make a statement of you know support or going against the uh, the prime minister, and she she was she wants to voice her support right that that's what comes out comes out here. Yeah, I think she wants to make it like she has faith in the the prime minister. Like there's no issue. Yeah, yeah. To, there's no beef. To which the secretary calls it reckless and exceptional. Uh, yeah, it's like don't don't even get in front of it like that. Yeah, you should maintain your position that you've always held, which is kind of just neither here nor there on the prime minister. Mm-hmm. You like let the headlines be headlines. Yeah. So what does he tell Charis, Dave? He wants what? What does he say? He wants his objection noted. And then Charis says, "Wants it? You you want it noted?" And he says, "Noted." And then Charis says, "It's noted." And then says again, <laughs> two seconds later, 
it's noted. I, I don't know why they say that five times in that span. I must have rewound it actually like four times just to, to track that. Like, wait. Okay, see, I didn't write this down. You you took note of it. Because <laughs> it's just this weird repartee between them. Like, it's noted. It's noted. Noted? Yeah, it's noted. It's it's, it's noted. Okay. Noted, yeah. Um, but yeah, they don't want her to take any side. And do we see anything more with Shay here? I think not in this moment. We see him at we a pub. We see him at the end. Uh, right? Don't we see him at a pub at some point? Is that before this? I don't even know. It happens at some point. He's at a pub. <laughs> just, just yeah, he goes to a pub to meet with, I think, Thatcher's people, right? Or to talk to some... No, 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 no. It ain't Thatcher's people. Oh, it's just agents or authors or something? It's, it's the news, brother. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. You see... Yeah. All the red shirts don't keep my interest, and mm-hmm. I feel bad because it's our job to to yeah. stay on these episodes. But these characters that are on for one episode, it's tough to like stay super invested when you have Thatcher versus Queen Elizabeth going on parallel. Yeah, to it. but if you get someone like Dazzle in there, now you got my interest. Okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> should bring back the Dazzle. <laughs> just have him every episode as like just insert him as like the secretary suddenly for the Queen. <laughs> right. He's on. like Porchy if Porchy were the priest and and gay. Yeah, it's great. Um, so yeah, the news is calling that it's an irreconcilable rift. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, everyone's reading that newspaper, and so there's a uh, nice little montage of everyone reading that newspaper too. As, as this show has done that, gone to that well many a time. Like, but it's a good, it's a good montage crew. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike the montages when they no, do. Them. It catches everyone up. Yeah, so she's stubborn and an unresponsive prime minister, was what it says in the paper. Astute infighter, prepared to take on uh, Downing Street when when provoked. Um, and it's funny because the best part of this whole montage of the Marine, the Marine newspaper is Phil beaming <laughs> at Elizabeth, like proud that she said these words, or at least behind closed doors. That's our Phil. He doesn't even Phil's have to say man. anything this episode. That's just that look. It's just like that's our Phil boy. <laughs> that that that's him. <laughs> He's like, I got another 40 years on this earth. <laughs> I got to do a lot more jumping jacks in me. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more scales to shed and flies to eat. A couple, two or three uh, snakeskins. Um, He's got a molt in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. So Thatcher, she's actually impatient for her next audience with the queen. She is ready. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dave, how does, how does this go? How does this kick off? It's weird. Yeah. Thatcher's like, Liz tries to make it like it's a misquote. Mm-hmm. And Thatcher's like, uh-uh. We've had 100-something meetings, 138 meetings or something like that. And like we, we've always gotten along, and it's like, come on now, Thatcher. Yeah. You really? I mean, she does say, like, it's not unreasonable to experience a hiccup, I'm sure, you know, with all these kind of meetings happening. Uh, but she, yeah, she, I mean, she makes the the point that she was under the impression that the Majesty doesn't express their opinion, which has always been the case. Uh, and yeah, this is completely unprecedented. Yeah, it's a it's he it's, it's a good meeting. Yeah, I mean, Thatcher is, sure, is certain that Queen the Queen said what she did because her own press secretary is assured the sources are close to the Queen. Uh. And the queen's like, no, this is only business. Let's, let's just keep this business. And the other, the Thatcher's like, we're both women of the same age. I'm six months older, mind you. So I got that over you. Mm-hmm. As Dave, you always remind me you're three weeks older than me. And you always remind me, you know, you got that over yep, me. I'm wiser. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, uncaring, socially divisive, and lacks compassion. Yeah, and we get to the... You know, the, the, I feel like the the hill Thatcher wants to die on that she had to like claw her way to where she is, and the, you know what we talked about with the 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 cut in the beginning of Thatcher graduating mm-hmm. and the and Claire Foy making the speech. You know, the Thatcher never lets it slide that she had to work and Elizabeth didn't. Right, and and that and that's her case for understanding the common person more. You know. Hmm. And, and the Queen is like, yeah, this has been my whole life. Like, who are you? Yeah. Uh, but it, it's so bizarre because, you know, as much as Thatcher's trying to say, like, I understand the people, 
you clearly don't understand the plight of Africa, or you don't sympathize or empathize with, with their situation at all. Well, even if you're coming yeah, because from the, the people on the street in England are protesting and saying, you know, free Nelson Mandela and stuff like that. Yeah, like her people want them to be involved, so she is. She's not being great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she feels uh, betrayed essentially, but good. Yeah, at the same time, yeah, Thatcher, you're being a piece of trash here, okay? You're really on, on the wrong side of history. Um, and, you know, just for a brief history lesson, Dave. So Thatcher, you know, what is what it's known is what is known about her is that she was opposed to apartheid on the grounds that it was a sin against economic liberalism. That that was her issue or that that's how she reasoned with herself to take down apartheid, that it was not letting people advance themselves. Uh she didn't care about the humanity of it, though. She, she, she didn't see that as, a, as an issue uh, and was bitterly against sanctions because they're a crime against free trade. That was one of her policies. That wasn't just exclusive to you know Africa, but anywhere that they did business. She didn't want to have to deal with sanctions. But This is not the, this is not the first time Thatcher has been a stick in the mud. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to put you know your, your policies on the shelf, <laughs> and this is definitely that occasion. Shocked she didn't shake up her entire parliament just to get what she wanted here. I know. Uh, but, I mean, when money's in, in the way, we see that all the time with politics. The human part doesn't matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but the show does make a sharper uh, point, though, with why she may be invested in not having um, Africa, you know, change its government and stuff. Because mm-hmm. she mentions about her favorite son. He's getting married. Yeah, yeah. And what does he do for a living right now, Dave? I did not write that down. This is the, the one of the important. most important things that they mentioned. He is a businessman now in Middle East and South Africa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because Elizabeth is like, isn't isn't he like a like Race an adventurer? And she's yeah. like, no, he did that once. <laughs> yeah, got lost. But the, the pregnant pause between him, her saying he works in South Africa, and then Elizabeth saying, of course, <laughs> is so perfect because like it just snaps together for She's Elizabeth. Like Hunter Biden. Yeah, like no wonder uh, you were trying to go hard against South Africa because it benefits your son. Which you know, I was reading some commentary from uh, viewers of the show online, and they were saying it's a little simplistic to try and say that uh, Thatcher was driven by her emotional decisions, maybe in this, and not pl- politics. Mm-hmm. I didn't read it that way with the show. I feel like it, it, it's very much her politics. You know, she she's just very much against sanctioning. But then this helps to kind of sew through why, like, she has an extra edge on it, you know, drawing a harder mm-hmm. line. Uh, I thought it was it was well dropped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Thatcher's, that Thatch going to Thatch. Yeah. And, and then we cut to uh, mm-hmm. Prince Andrew's wedding. Yeah. And we see a fun little scene. Yeah, run it down. So Prince Andrew's annoyed mm-hmm. because he says, you know, the one time in my life where I'm the headline. Yeah. And mom takes the news over because she gets into a fight with the PM. Her lack of judgment. And we see, <laughs> yeah, all of them sort of dressed to the nines in a, in a nice, like, Almost like Wes Anderson-y scene. It felt like a, straight out of a Wes Anderson well, movie. The way Anne is like sitting on the, the edge of the couch, you know, propped up as if she's like modeling for no one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Charles comes in looking like twenty a million medals. Yeah, like he's he's been through the, the, the war, you know, multiple times. <laughs> and sure, what, what, I forget how the, the sequence of events goes, but Andrew's like, it's like, of course he's going to be mad because Charles calls him a, a potentially a fringe member right. of the family. He, he's like, he said, a fringe member of the family? What are you talking about? Yeah, the way he drops it is like, it's, it's better better for the news uh, people to write about uh, um, the, the queen than a fringe member of the family who will never be king. <laughs> best, he goes, I'm, I am the best man. Yeah. Uh, and Edward has a, a retort to that after Charles drops that bomb and walks oh, yeah, out. Yeah, he does. <laughs> that was impressively... <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, they are second place on the news. And I kind of like the show just dragging Andrew with all the opportunities that they get. <laughs> yeah, he deserves it. He's a, he is 
like the worst possible outcome of this entire royal family. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, his grandma did like hide, dis- like declare disabled. I mean, he is bad. Yeah, and his uncle I, I was you know, also I guess Nazi you know what? too. Yeah, we got a Nazi. We got somebody that's calling mentally disabled people dead, and we have a. a, a Someone flying on a Lolita Express. But of the so small like really of, of the small family of, that we're directly involved with, he is definitely the worst. <laughs> oh, of the of the, um, the, project, uh, the nuclear children. family. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Yeah. Well, n- now they have to have a, a culprit for for who was leaking the story to the Sunday Times. Tratera says to kind of make the queen look in the clear that she wasn't behind this. mm Hmm. So how does this go down? How do they resolve this? It's Shay, baby. He's got to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, and I love the irony in this episode where he's like kind of he, – he's very adamant. You know, it's noted <laughs> that he doesn't want the queen to say anything, and yet he's got to fall on the sword for this. Mm-hmm. But the truth of it is like how- <laughs> he, he was leaking the information. He was the, the source of the information. Yeah. And then when he when he leaves, he packs his box and has to go out the front gate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so sad. To, to, how many episodes ago we had a dude climb over the fence in the back and get in undetected? Yeah. And this dude who is just who's a press secretary mm-hmm. be like if like like Sean Spicer had to walk out the front <laughs> gates of the White House into the public. <laughs> it just doesn't. It would not happen. Yeah, when, when you put it that way, yeah, uh, it seems rather just lame the the way. He- He's just no, it's, it's humiliating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just slam the door behind him as he walks out. <laughs> All his stuff falls over like a stapler. <laughs> yeah, his pants drop down there. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> not again. They give us back the belt, yeah. Shay. That's not yours. Yeah, but it, it all worked out okay for the, for Shay, right? I mean, in what regard? Well, he became a published uh, political thriller author, successful one at that. But that's not, you know. It's not what he wanted. I think it is what he wanted. I think he wanted to be an no, author. No, it's not. What do you want to be? He, when the when the agent says, "Why don't you write political thrillers?" He goes, "No, like I'm not writing that trash. I'm, I have my magnum opus. I'm I'm not lowering myself to write mm-hmm. be James Patterson." Yeah. And then it ends with him being a political thriller author, which is like because they she says to him, "You know all the secrets of the royal family. Why wouldn't you write political thrillers?" And he goes, "Like that's that's corny." Well, once that money starts rolling in, I'm sure you're okay with that. I, th- I think he, he's, he's made out okay. Well, I mean, his, his conscience has already been uh, obliterated by being a narc. <laughs> yeah. And then we, you know, we see the, the little bit about Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. South Africa, how it all worked out. Yeah, he's like, uh, they ask him if uh, sanctions were critical to their freedom. He says, unquestionably. <laughs> well, yeah. it goes to show you that. <laughs> Rest in peace somewhere. Um, yeah, that, and Shay is a successful author, and that is this episode. What did you think of this episode, Dave? I thought it was okay, you know? It wasn't great. Really? It wasn't my favorite, but it wasn't my least favorite. I enjoyed this episode a lot. Okay. I, I just really like the, the back and forth between Thatcher and Elizabeth. I feel like they've been like teasing it out the whole season. I'm just glad that we finally had them like throw down in their very um, sedated way <laughs> that they did this episode. Oh, yeah. Thatcher just feels like she's always taking something to slow her down yeah so definitely like that I, I, I good good episode I think you want you want some a little bit more facts though Dave I do I want I want more facts <laughs> so it was it was essentially known from the the get-go that Shay uh, was the one sharing the story it wasn't like um, some dramatic like find the mole <laughs> who leaked the story it was like it was apparently pretty evident that he was the one who, who did it Uh and a lot of this episode is just based on that Sunday Times story. There isn't much else mm-hmm. out there in terms of Elizabeth, in this specific instance with apartheid and everything, you know, condemning the uh, Thatcher. So really, a lot of this episode is based around this Sunday Times article and just getting a little creative around it and, and filling in a, a, all the space that, that's there. Now, did Prince Edward's or Andrew's wedding occur in that same time frame? Yeah, uh, th- three days after that news story had dropped. So he definitely was second in the so news is, cycle. Yeah. Wow. So. All right. That, that, feel, that feels like history won that time for a second. Absolutely. <laughs> Just bearing Andrew. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to these power rankings then. Who, who do you got going down? I got Secretary Michael Shea at number three. <laughs> 
Number three? Okay. He gets embarrassed walking out of there. <laughs> Looks like a fool. Well, I got I got Prince Andrew at number three. Okay. Because, you know, that's fringe member of the family, Prince Andrew. Stings. Now, for sure. Yeah. Well, well number two, I got Queen Thatcher. She, Queen Thatcher? I'm not Queen Thatcher. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the Prime Minister Thatcher. She is just humiliated out there. Oh, I, I've got Thatcher at two as well. Yeah. She's not a great week for Thatcher. Not at all. And, and she she gives in. Okay. She can say all she wants that the 48 came to her one, but I did the math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh-uh. it shows that you're losing on Sunday. Uh, yeah. Spells disaster. Yep. Who do you have at number one? I have Andrew at number one. Wow. I got Shay at number one. Andrew just gets owned completely by Charles, like trying to show show him up by not making him his best man. Then Charles just walks in and says, "Like, you're barely like family to me, bro. Bye." <laughs> and that's it. And then he gets outshined by his mother. Yeah, he like walks away. That's great. And also, every time there's Andrew around in a prominent way, he deserves to be the worst because he is the worst. So there you have it. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Who's number one for you? Shay. <laughs> You guys, you know, like this is the episode about how he screwed up, mm-hmm. and then his ideals are compromised at the end. So he does find success, but he loses himself. I guess so. I mean, all that money rolling in from all those books doesn't make it better. I guess. Should we read one of his books for a bonus? Hell no! <laughs> I'm not reading a political thriller from this, unless the, the listeners push us to do it. I feel like it might be pulpy. I don't know about that. You saw the tomb that he had written at the beginning of this episode. I don't know. No, but that was his magnum opus. He he wasn't dumbing himself down for that. I, I imagine that these are pages that are just thick with words. You know, you just open it and it's like, oh, find, we can find out. <laughs> they did not double space. Let's go on Goodreads and look up Michael Shea. Sure. Okay. Well, who's going up, Dave? I got the newspaper at number three. <laughs> okay. They sold a ton of copies that day. <laughs> they absolutely did. <laughs> and that's un- unprecedented. It's historical. Mm-hmm. So it's like the news did good that day. Yeah. That's fair. And there's a royal wedding. That's the second headline. Imagine that. Like That's a booming like, week. Guys, we got to prep for the, the royal wedding. So that's going to be headline. It's like, uh-uh. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> it's Check number two. Out. Guess who our source is? Michael Shea. Yeah. Um, well, number three, I got South Africa. <laughs> they, they won big. Okay. <laughs> they came up out of apartheid because they got that 49th sanction. So all the more power to you. Heck yeah, Nelson Mandela. Yeah, got it. That's yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I got Queen. I got Elizabeth at number two. Okay. Big W for her this week. She flexes. She breaks the. She, yeah, she flexes and and it's a it's a historic flex. The first time ever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But it's with reason. It's with um, purpose. You know, gumption that she does. So Absolutely. I got to give it to Elizabeth there. Well, at number two, I got Charles. Because he just comes in there, <laughs> barely in this episode, and just drops a bomb. I mean, he's, he's seen reading the newspaper, but he just tells Andrew what is going on and then walks out. And it's like, oh, man, all is forgiven with you and Diana for the moment, man. That was great. <laughs> Dang, that is – it's not wrong. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good Charles bit. Yeah. So who's number one, Dave? South Africa, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nelson Mandela, he said it was all – those sanctions. <laughs> that is fair. That is true. Well, to that point, I have the queen at number one because she put her pressure down on Thatcher, helped make it happen, and she let reminded everyone that she is ultimately the queen. No matter how hard you work your way up the ladder and try to assert yourself or even be... She was be, chosen by God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was chosen by God six months after you were born. Deal with it. You weren't the one chosen. Yeah. So... Yeah, and also we get the double dose of two queens in one episode. Oh man, that's a power trip right there. So it's great. I'm sorry. I, I was. I thought you were gonna put Phil at number three, or something like. That. I mean, he, he honorable mention to Phil with how He's proud beaming. he is. It's great. Or uh, <laughs> Princess Margaret's like dashing for the the, mm-hmm. the montage. I think you had Charles in there. <laughs> who who knew that you know Phil just being a supportive husband would win so many brownie points among us? Yeah. Who, who would have known all those years of infidelity would be wiped clean by just smiling every episode? Yeah. Man, I am so happy he and is who, okay. And to say that Charles is not his father's son. Yeah. You can see it. And I think Charles is talking about his grandkids. He's like, when my kids have kids, you got to walk 
further back in the yeah. line. You know how you just overstepped Margaret this last episode, Edward? Well, you're going to be out of here too, man. So, it's like, yeah, you're not in the it. top six. It's like it's MySpace. It's like the England's MySpace top eight. Yeah, and for all the listeners who like don't now know, you're what getting MySpace you're is. Getting pushed. <laughs> MySpace was a social network before Facebook, where you can highlight your top six or eight friends uh, uh, prominently in your profile, and it was a hotly d- contested thing among friends in high school. They need to bring that back. I mean, it's not no, good socially. <laughs> it's, it, I don't think it's good for kids' mental health. But it was exciting times when it was like, did you see they took that person out of the top eight? Oh, oh sh- dang. They broke up because they're not in the top six or top eight anymore. Oh, dang. Oh, man. Well, MySpace was good. People don't know what they were missing. That was good. It was, well, I mean, what, what Facebook has turned into, it is definitely, uh, you know. The customizable HTML backgrounds? Or you go in someone's like, make, like <laughs> MySpace and the music just starts playing? Good times. We're in a better place because of it. We didn't know how good we had it. Honestly, everyone was like hankering to get on Facebook back in high school, and then we just we didn't know how good MySpace was. See, we're like MySpace got too messy and corrupt. Yeah, and here we are, what fifteen years <laughs> the most later. crooked social network that we're all on. Uh, and old Tom is just like smiling away with his white T-shirt on. He, li- he lived his best life. We just totally just <laughs> left uh, the crown in the, in the dust there. But um, anyways, Dave, what have you been watching this past week that is not the crown? I've been doing, uh, continuing my Blu-ray purge, mm-hmm. and one movie that I got you to watch because I put it in the Lords of Grantham Lounge, and it is thusly going to be our February mini-sode mm-hmm. for the Patreon. Jean-Claude Van Damme movie Kickboxer. Watch that on the Blu-ray. I'm not even going to talk about it because yeah. we're going to talk about it for all of our all-tier Patreon members. So if you donate, donate. If you kick in a buck a month, just a dollar. Talk about that. A single dollar. Yep. So I watched um, The Rum Diary with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, the movie where they met. Is that good? I like that. No, not really. It's like okay. a boring Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. But I, I read the book. I liked the book, so I wanted to read it. Then I finally watched Tenet. Oh, yeah. I still, I'm st- still waiting here to see it in the theater, hopefully. Tenet was, it was great. I loved it. Will you see it in the theater? And No, I, um, I had the Blu-ray. For but would you see job. it in the theater, though, down the would I see it in the, um Would I see it again? Oh, yeah, I would see it again. Oh, okay. And then I watched uh, Kickboxer and then Neighbors, the Seth Rogen, Zach Efron. So how many of those DVDs have you dumped or which ones are you keeping? I'm not, I won't say Kickboxer. I will not say here nor there about Kickboxer. Save that for Patreon. Yeah. Tenet I'm keeping and the rest, Rum Diary and Neighbors are going away. All right. Well, there you have it. (laughs) Uh, I mean, Rum Diary was like $1.50. I was like, oh, it's cheap. I'm going to buy it and watch it. So it's not like a huge strike to my finances that's true <laughs> uh all right well what about you what has Corey been watching I, i've been watching some of the oscar movies that are coming out but i don't really care to discuss because i haven't been i haven't been too crazy over them but what i have been watching that i am really into is well i wrapped cobra kai so i need a new tv show mm-hmm. to watch and occupy my time and i've been curious about these korean dramas that are out there these k dramas and i kept hearing people talk about crash landing on you and I had been apprehensive about watching these shows because K-dramas, if you don't know, Dave, the format is 16-episode seasons, tr- traditionally, that are mm-hmm. 70 to 90 minutes in length every episode. 16, 16 90-minute episodes? Y- roughly, yes. Yeah, uh, in that range. 70 to 90-minute episodes. Uh, it progressively gets longer as the season goes on as you get more invested with the characters. So I, I've been... Try, trying to be choosy which which ones I was going to dive into because I'm just curious about the, the form and, and everything and I kept hearing about this one and it is so uh, addictive uh, as is the reputation of these, these dramas it's like a soap opera you know uh, it is about uh, a Korean her- heiress who goes hang gliding in the first episode gets swept up in a tornado and then lands in South Korea or not in North Korea rather she lands in North Korea <laughs> over the border Okay. And um, she gets found by a kind uh, military man and then gets taken back to a village where she has to, to blend in. And I'm only three episodes in, which, mind you, three episodes means I've watched three and a half to four hours of TV at this point of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is good. It is super, super charming. And How's the production value? High. Oh, I mean, South, South Korean dramas are like, they, they spend a lot of money on these things. And the show is receive some criticism because it glamorizes North Korea in some ways, which when I say glamorize, 
they they show a village that doesn't have internet. They don't have cell phones, mm-hmm. but they make the people seem like they're nice. And when they when the lady uh, is trying to get back to South Korea, in my heart I'm feeling like I kind of want her to stay in North Korea a little bit longer to be with this guy, <laughs> which is I can see why it's it's a bad show because it's glamorizing North Korea. Even though they show her in the show having a nightmare of a portrait of Kim Jong Un above her bed, so it's a it's a fascinating uh, show to to dive into. And I have another 14 <laughs> 90 minute episodes to watch, and it's all subtitles. And how many seasons are there? There's, so Korean dramas typically are only one season long. So you, you're, they're one-shot deals. Uh, okay, interesting. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm going to be spending a lot of time with this because you also have to watch, read all the subtitles and I keep rewinding if I'm not paying attention. Anyways, so that's that. Crash Landing on You if anyone is interested. And Dave, I checked. If there's any other podcast with two white dudes just going through K-dramas, the, the lane is wide open for us to, to cross over. I don't know if I have that kind of time. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Because um, even then, when I, you know, we've talked about maybe pole dark one day, I start to look at those a- episodes and I'm like, man, that's a full hour. <laughs> I mean, we we do it, we're doing it with the crown a little bit. I don't, I don't know. The crown's been going easy on us with these forty-nine minute, fifty-three minute episodes. This is great. And we did it, and we did it with those long down episodes. I know. We've we've done our time. <laughs> we we have done our time. That is true. Uh, and we will keep doing our time. Uh, so. Yeah, this is our sentence. <laughs> Until the pandemic is over, we are locked in our places of leisure where we must watch The Crown every week and talk to you about it. Well, there's only two more after this, right? So, Yes. And then we'll recap the season two, or both the seasons with this Yeah, cast. we got stuff to do. Yeah. But until then, you know where to find us. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, lordsgrantham at gmail.com. Yep, merch link is on the Twitter, mm-hmm. Public. Leave us ratings and reviews if you can. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. Patreon, we're out there. Kickboxer. We're going to be talking about it. Yeah, this week it'll come out. And then more Pride and Prejudice this week or late or Very this soon. or next week. Probably next week. Yes. All right. Until we meet again.